Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Tonight's episode covers a very timely issue on immigration laws, and we're talking all about it. Stay tuned. This is the All Rise After Show. I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Hey, guys. Hi, guys. <laughs> welcome in. Welcome in. If you are watching, then you know you are watching the All Rise After Show here on AfterBuzz TV. Today, we're talking Season 1, Episode 2, Long Day's Journey into Ice. And, man, was this episode a journey. We've got a lot to cover tonight. We're going to talk about Mr. Garris' case with Ice. We're going to talk about the Lambert case. And you're going to hear all of our thoughts about Emily and Luke, Lola and Mark, and everything else going on in All Rise. And we've got some news and gossip and a special segment for you. I'm your host, Alexis Brown, and I cannot do this without my lovely ladies, my co-host. To the left of me, we have Princess... Hey guys, recess is the word of the day. Yes, definitely, <laughs> definitely, definitely. I'm surprised the title of the show wasn't recess. Right. <laughs> and to my far left, we have Zuri, who is going to be giving us our news and gossip. Hi, Zuri. Yes. Hey, I have some juicy news, as always. Yes. <laughs> and on the end, holding down the live chat, we have Chantiera. What's up, girl? Hey, guys. What's up, y'all? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so as we mentioned, it should be called recess because we heard that word so many times in this episode. But one thing I did love about this episode is we talked a lot about immigration and ICE and just so many issues that are taking place in, you know, the society today. But before we go any further, let me know what you guys thought of the episode. It's so interesting that that was literally one of the things I said last week that mm-hmm. I felt like the show would explore. And here we are in episode two. We're exploring immigration. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely timely, and I love the fact that we got to see different facets, all the people that um, are affected and involved in this discussion. And that that educated me. I wasn't aware of that. So yeah, it was really cool. Nice. So is it? Are we gonna get like a crazy five minutes every episode? Like I feel like the first five minutes <laughs> <laughs> seems that way. Yeah. <laughs> but I really liked this episode. I feel like most things that we talked about last week, and like I know I was thinking the whole time, like you talked about her being more aggressive, mm-hmm. and like as soon as she brought, I was like, wow, Lexi's probably gonna like <laughs> yes. I'm like finally yes, yes, yes. But yeah, I liked it. I did, too. I liked it. Um, I was really curious to see what kind of cases they were going to have. And I think with them having the one about immigration and then um, even the one with Lambert, I know we're going to get all more into that. But with them and then also seeing Sherry and Lola's relationship kind of mm-hmm. develop, I, I enjoyed that, too, because I was wondering how that's going to work. Yes. Yeah. Do you think she likes Lola now? I think she does. I think that she's just kind of just trying to play tough, but I think she's starting to warm up, Mm -hmm. and I was wondering if she'd be the one to kind of, like, push, you know, kind of, like, push her to, like, her, like, I guess, like, to her fullest potential as, like, a judge, you know, Mm -hmm. with her coming in and being, like, you know, a little little bit of the oddball, Mm -hmm. like, with the other guys, Mm -hmm. so I think she likes her. Yeah, I mean, (laughs) maybe she just believes in the tough love approach. Yeah. You you have to kind of 
you know, give tough love to really ingrain something in somebody's mind. So maybe that's what it was. But mm-hmm. I did think that too. I was like, oh, I think she likes her now. <laughs> yeah. And I knew it was going to happen eventually, but it happened very soon because we're only in episode two and they're already <laughs> kind of friends. So we'll have to see what happens with that. All right. So let's get into our first case, which is probably the biggest case of this episode, and that's Mr. Garrett's case. It starts out as just a regular assault case, and they're trying to get him off. But in the beginning, we see a mysterious man walk in, and it's leaving us all wondering who is it, what's going on. Walk me through what you were thinking when you saw him come in. Did you automatically assume ice, or what did you think was happening? No. Yeah, I for some reason, this is probably terrible, I thought he was like, it was like a mafia Same. or gang-related thing. <laughs> I thought he was a mob boss, because he, he just gives that vibe. Mm-hmm. So when I saw his part of ice, I was like, huh, plot twist. Didn't mm-hmm. expect that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was thinking mob. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Am I the only one that thought it was maybe like his dad? That's what I was <laughs> I wasn't thinking his dad, but I thought his girlfriend. I thought it was like her dad oh, or yeah. somebody because in the beginning I didn't know if her name ended up, be- ended up being Kamani. I didn't know if that was his daughter or his mm-hmm. sister. So when I saw the guy come in, I was like, oh, this must be their dad or her dad or mm-hmm. some sort of family relation. But they ended up knowing right off the bat that it was Ice. So I guess if you're in that situation, it's easy to tell. Because I never would have guessed that. No, me neither. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess they just went off of his uneasiness. But I, maybe this just is my thought process, but I never would have immediately gone to ICE. I would have been, I would have gone immediately to, oh, he's a mob boss. Maybe he owes him money. I don't know. Maybe he's a rat. I have no idea. I guess if I lived my life afraid of being caught by ICE, I would know the personnel mm-hmm. or what they looked like. That's yeah. True. yeah. But yeah. I... I mean, do you guys think that Leo was more so scared because he recognized the guy was from ICE, or more so like, like what are you, or like, what are you doing here? Because I believe that they were saying that they're not supposed to be in the courtrooms. Mm-hmm. I think it was just him being there in general because mm-hmm. he is on the run and he's an illegal immigrant, so that's probably he's probably ducking and dodging them all the time, and he probably definitely didn't expect them to just walk into a courthouse like that. But I didn't even know before this episode that they weren't allowed to do that. I didn't know Me that either. either. Yeah. Same. So I wonder if you know, somebody in his position would know that either. I mean, I guess if you're in a situation like his and when you are kind of running from ICE and t- trying to stay away from them, you're going to know all of those things. Right. But I don't know. I think they have, like, those activists that let people know their rights. Mm-hmm. So yeah. hopefully he's well-connected. Yeah. Um, I I have s- oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I have someone in the group chat. Uh, it's Mo. He said, I thought he was a criminal guy, too, because who think um, ICE agents roll solo? Yeah. Good point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I would have thought maybe... I would think it'd be like a bunch of people as well, not just one person. Yeah, and decked out in black. It, it just, he, I thought he was And a for me, he's Hispanic as well. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah. I don't know why I didn't think that, you know, pe- people in ICE could be Hispanic too. I guess it doesn't matter what their, you know, national, well, their race is, as long as they are U.S. citizens, they mm-hmm. could, they could both be from Puerto Rico, but one was born in America and one wasn't, and it doesn't really matter to them. So for me, that was also another shock. Like, one, I didn't think he, he was ICE because he was Hispanic as well, and two, that somebody could be in ICE and be Hispanic. I thought yeah. that made it really interesting, mm-hmm. and I'm gl- in a weird way, I'm kind of glad that they chose to do that in casting because mm-hmm. I feel like we get one depiction of an ICE worker 
but it's cool to see sometimes the person looks just like you and so that's yeah. an interesting dynamic in and of itself it's kind of like when you see the african-american police officer that is mistreating another african-american so i thought it was really yeah. interesting that they chose to do that and i really love that moment kind of jumping ahead here but i really love that moment when lola said to him you know that could be your nephew like mm-hmm. you don't feel any type of empathy and he was like well how many people could have been your brother that you've locked up and it because i know when i saw when i figured out that he was ice and that he was hispanic i was like how can you do this to your own people but you know you have black cops who treat black men and black people that way and you have a black judge who probably locks up black people all the time so i guess that just it doesn't really change the situation so it doesn't because yeah. sometimes it's really about you know a person like their job and like they feel like that they're just doing their job mm-hmm. and you know with that gentleman i think that he more so is like thinking like I like there's a lot of people that come here illegally, so I have to just do what I need to do. So I feel like that even though it's somebody that looked like him, which I totally understand, it's more so him just his loyalty the, is to his job. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's so complicated, and humans are so complicated. We all mm-hmm. have different stories and different paths that led us to our decisions. Mm-hmm. So I mean, what he said he said my friends got killed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I even applauded that, giving that side of the story. Yes, hearing uh, the immigrant side, but then also the ICE officer side. So I really like that. Yeah, I totally agree. Another thing that kind of shocked me was, you know, as I mentioned last week, I wanted to see Lola just kind of stand her ground and be bossy and be like, no, you ain't about to do this here, boo. And she did it. She really, like, stuck to her guns and didn't back down. And I think that had a lot to do with her assistant telling her before and then, like, no back talk, like, be straight up. But even in her kind of standing her ground and putting her foot down about the situation, it seemed like everybody kind of came at her about how it was handled. Like, certain people were saying that she should just let it be and let him be taken away and just drop the case or the judges who were saying you know don't bring us into this because you're handling this i would i just thought that it would be a little bit more of you handled that good you should do it this way or just more backing up of her not letting him be deported what did you guys think of that given the nature of the show and her being a young black woman as a judge, I didn't expect them to have her back. It would have been nice for Mm -hmm. them to have her back, but even when it seems like she's doing even the, like, slightest right thing, it's still a lot of pushback, Mm -hmm. so. No matter what she does, it's wrong. Yes, literally. (laughs) I know we've all been through that in the workplace. I know I have. I think also, too, with her just being the new person and You know, even the way that they kind of like left her out on the elevator. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where it's like they don't really know her yet. Mm-hmm. So I think that she's going to come into, I think I think eventually they'll eventually like, um, what do you call it? Adapt. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. for now, yeah. I, think, I think it's going to be a lot of a lot of pushback for sure. I feel like even when the other judge came in, we were trying to figure out his name. I feel like I, Rose Tag, Rod's Tag. Rockstad. Oh, Rockstad, yeah. He told Sherry, come work for me right in front of her boss. Mm-hmm. So I... Respect. Yeah, I don't respect <laughs> coming anytime soon. Yeah. I think that he hit the nail on the head when he said, you, you can't assume that everyone in this courtroom thinks like you or mm-hmm. in, this, in this space thinks like you. And that's so... Sure, I think sometimes, especially those of us who live in L.A. or in states like California, we can kind of live in a bubble, not realizing that the person that lives next door to you can think very differently and to not make assumptions about people and to Mm -hmm. not make assumptions that everyone's on side, on your side or on board with you. So I I love the fact that he brought that up. And I mean, it's it's true. Not everyone around you you think is for you really Mm -hmm. is for you. So Yeah, but even so, like even if they... 
they probably are just going to, no matter what she did, like you said, she's always going to be wrong. But the law is the law. And it's like, if the ice guy wasn't supposed to be there and he broke, basically broke this law by being there, wouldn't you think they would be on the side of right? Like, oh, we need to make sure this doesn't happen again. This needs to be handled. But it kind of seems like everyone was just telling him to do what he wanted to do. I agree. I think that's what we saw last episode, though. Mm -hmm. Like, the loyalties to the code. Like, Mm -hmm. no one here seems to really care about the law except Lola. And I think, (laughs) and I think one, I think the judge mentioned that they had reached out to the sheriff and he didn't respond. Mm -hmm. So I'm pretty sure it's one of those things where it's like, it's the lay of the land. Like, it's just the way things have been. And I think Lola's coming in and she's kind of, she's disturbing the system and everyone just wants to go along. Everyone just wants to get their paycheck and do whatever it is they're used to doing. Mm -hmm. And I I love the fact that Lola is shaking things up, but it's, I'm glad that he said what he said because that is, that is a reality that she has to face. And she even said to Judge Roxad, she said, if you were the judge and you were in my shoes, you basically would be doing what I'm doing, too. But do you think he would, based on how he was acting? (laughs) I don't think so. I kind of do. I think it's just like, like Zuri said, it's because it's her. It's not because of what's happening. It's because of who it is. Because Mm -hmm. I I can't picture any judge just kind of being like, okay, well, just take him then. Bye. I I think he would have let him plead to that mm four-year, the four-year to getting four years in prison, I think he just would have been like, you know what, the, the case is now closed. We can move on with our mm-hmm. lives. I don't think that he would have fought the way that she did. But, oh, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think he would have allowed that disrespect. I agree with you on that. Yeah, he probably wouldn't have even called a recess to begin with. Well, I don't think he would have. And he even mentioned the fact that they have a lot of cases, mm-hmm. so they don't really have time to be spending all this time on one particular. So mm-hmm. and even that's her, how I took that. Yeah, and even her assistant said, you know, we're, we're so behind that I had to give your cases to other judges. Yeah. But it's like we always talk about public defenders and how they're so swamped and how they just kind of do whatever to get things off their desk. But it seems like from this show, the judges deal with that too. Yeah. And I never would have thought that. Yeah. yeah. I, I love this show because I feel like it's giving us a deeper like perspective, like what they go through as judges mm-hmm. and yeah. public defenders. And I think even seeing like Emily get, you know, emotional. Like mm-hmm. for me, like my eyes started to tear up. I'm thinking like that, like this is people's story. Mm-hmm. Like this is what people are actually going through. Somebody coming out here illegally and they're living here, they fall in love and they're risking being deported. Like that is a lot of people's stories. I'm sure so many people can relate to that. Yes, yes, for sure. Before we continue on with the case, Zuri, you have a message for our viewers. I do. Hey guys, I just want to say Thank you for making us the ESPN of TV Talk. We're all so grateful for you guys to watch us every Monday. Be sure to give this video a thumbs up and a five-star rating on iTunes. Leave some comments in the comments. We check them and we will be sure to interact. Also, engage with us on social media about the show and what you think and your predictions. Um, Yeah, thank you. Thanks, guys. (laughs) Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for the people who are on the live chat. And thank you, Zuri, for that beautiful message. (laughs) All right, let's get back to this case. So the agent who's Agent Salzoto, that's the ICE agent, um, he ends up meeting with Lola. um, And he basically threatens to throw her in jail. And I was thinking, the audacity, like, how is he able to do that to her? And then we also find out that he doesn't necessarily threaten the attorney, but kind of makes it seem like he can like help her move up or like get promoted and in doing so she tries to drop the case were you all guys shocked by that were you surprised did you think it was going to end up going down like that who are you guys thinking in that moment 
I'm kind of pessimistic. I wasn't surprised at all. I was like, this all makes perfect sense. Of course, you're going to do whatever you need to do to get that promotion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, like I said, I'm, I'm pretty cynical, so it wasn't surprising to me at all. Mm-hmm. I did, because I think we found out later that some of what he said was inaccurate. Mm-hmm. So I did think that was interesting that he was just trying to play this card. But, uh, yeah, I wasn't surprised at all. People can do some shady things to get ahead. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think? Yeah, I did what I'm saying. I was pretty sure that she was going to do it, too. But I was shocked that he was so disrespectful to mm-hmm. Lola, like, from the beginning. Like, didn't really try to reason, didn't really try to get to know her, called mm-hmm. her by her first name. I'm like, who is this guy? Mm-hmm. And who does he think he is? He's not nice. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Nantahira? Um, I mean, I kind of agree with the two of you. Um, I did write down that Katie... She was the lady that worked for the, I believe it was the Department of State mm-hmm. when she was talking to Lola. And even even she was, she's the one who initially said that they were going to drop the case. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like for that, and then for her to come back and then, well, when Lola mentioned that, what did she say? Hold on. Yeah, well, Lola kind of made a comment about, I think she was Irish, was it? Yes. Yeah, okay, the Irish. So Lola kind of made that comment. And I feel like that then she was saying, okay, you know kind of had a change of heart. And so in court, that was interesting that um, Emily and her were kind of on the same side. Yeah. That was kind of interesting to me. But kind of went back to the judge. Yeah, I feel like that he was super, super disrespectful. Very true. It seemed to me, and I didn't know much about just being a judge in their day-to-day, obviously. I thought I did until I watched this show. How, you know, the prosecutor and the defense and the judge all were trying to get the same goal, <laughs> and I never thought it would could it ever be like that. I thought mm-hmm. it was always just the prosecution, the defense, and then the judge is a neutral party who just goes off of who, you know, gave the most evidence in the best case. But in this situation, they were all working together. Um, did you, do you think that was a good thing? I guess it, it was a good thing because we know the outcome, but for me, I was like, wait, hold up, what is happening? <laughs> yeah, I guess it depends on the outcome. Yeah. That determines whether or not it was a good thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, thankfully it worked out in this situation. He was only going to jail for three months, so... Mm-hmm. Yeah. It worked out, but imagine if the table was turned and they were united for something evil. Mm-hmm. Be sad. So. Which, it, which probably happens a lot. Oh, I'm sure. The judge is corrupt. The prosecution is corrupt. The defense, they're just doing whatever, and they're just doing whatever they can to take it down. That probably does happen a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mo mentioned in the chat that uh, he, say, he said, I think I would have rather gone back to Nagargua, um Nicaragua. I, didn't I play the sound yeah. of that right before the <laughs> yeah, show no, so I didn't butcher tried. it? <laughs> I knew I was going to mess it up. My bad. <laughs> so you'd rather spend uh, four years there, um, four years there, gone back instead of spending four years in San Quentin. Yeah, let's talk about that because yes. basically Leo was just willing to do four years because he said it was going to buy him some time. But to me, I was like... Time to do what? To get, what? His, <laughs> to, to get, to get right. his asylum to be able to... Find a lawyer who's gonna, man, I guess another, what, another lawyer to kind of fight for him to be able to go somewhere else. Yeah, I think yeah. that's what he thought. And then Lola was like, "That's a big stretch. There's no way that's gonna happen. You know, you can still get deported after the four years." So Absolutely. it's kind of for me. He said he knew that that was the case. So why agree to do this if you knew that you could still possibly get deported? I mean, I guess some hope is better than no hope. Mm-hmm. You know, he might just be holding on to that chance that. He- he gets a a lawyer and he's able to seek asylum somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So I, I I don't I guess I would probably 
I don't know how it would handle the situation. Thankfully, I'm not in it. But I could see where he's coming from because it's better than just being hopeless and, and you know. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yep. Well, I guess it doesn't matter because that's not what ended up happening. Yeah. Um, Kamani, who is his girlfriend, um, went back to the store to try to get, you know, evidence that they were just trying to get the expired food and put the stickers on it. And then she ends up almost getting arrested and that's when the lawyer comes in now i don't want to be this person but does anybody else feel like emily has just kind of been lucking up in these cases like like first (laughs) the last episode the bailiff basically solved the whole thing then in this episode it was what kamani was doing at the store that basically gave emily the ammunition she needed to win this case is emily a good lawyer (laughs) <laughs> God pulls up on, on Emily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like I was watching and I was happy about the outcome, but I was like, Emily, is, are, is everybody else just gonna do your job for you? <laughs> like I get you're going through a lot and you're a public defender, so you're super busy. But I don't know. I was a little disappointed that. It, I mean, it's on, and I know it's only episode two, but it's a little disappointing that you know. Emily's not really doing anything. <laughs> Maybe it is Grace, because she is caught up in her housing situation mm-hmm. and her ex-husband's situation. So maybe it's just like these people need to get off and this is this is God's intervention yeah. into that process. And I mean, it was a great thing because in doing that, it was the evidence that they needed to get him a misdemeanor. And now he's only going to do three months in jail. Yeah. Had, at least she doesn't fumble the evidence. Right? Yeah, that's uh-huh. true. She, she knows what to do with it. Confidence mm-hmm. and laid it out and was passionate. So very true. That's right. <laughs> she is a good lawyer. Because <laughs> <laughs> I would have been like, well, what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> yep. He ended up getting three months in jail, and it seems like when he comes out, you know, it's all going to be okay. And it's all because of the hard work of all three of our ladies. So. Yay. Yay. All right, let's talk about another case, Mark's case. It was the Lambert case. Um, and basically a valet, um, a woman, her name was Maya, stole a car from a valet. He went to go testify against her. But in that case, um, he said that he lied about what he testified. And I don't know about y'all, but I kind of felt just from how the dad was looking at him that the dad was involved. Oh, what sure. Absolutely. Think? Yeah, oh, yeah, I got that too. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was just like, how I wanted to see how it would unfold that he was involved. So, mm-hmm. yeah, he had that sinister mobster look. He looked mm-hmm. like yeah. a mobster as well. He yeah. did. I also think it had a lot to do with Maya. She just looked really guilty. Yeah. You know how Lola would kind of press and be like, okay. You know, are you sure? Like, she'll ask the person the question, mm-hmm. but this time, like, the other judge doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. But it's weird because I was like, she, I feel like if anybody asked her a question, I think she would have just literally just spilled it all right then and there. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. well, um, it ended up being true that it was the dad who basically paid off the witness, and we got that because um, Maya admitted it to Mark. Were you guys surprised that she admitted it? No. No. It was burning inside of her. She wanted to get it out. Yeah. (laughs) But let me ask y'all this. If it was y'all, would y'all have went against your dad? No. No. You know, I feel like... (laughs) I'm going to be honest. Loyalty is important. (laughs) Being a victim... I, I mean, thankfully, I'm not a victim. But just thinking from that mindset, at some point, I think... I think at some point you just get tired of being a victim. Some people don't, and some people unfortunately succumb to it. But she was just, I felt like she was just tired of being a victim for so long that she was finally ready to make her 
her break, and I feel like she saw it as as that. So I wasn't surprised. I mean, from the script writing perspective, like they had to you know build up to it, but then also just practically, like she's she's a victim and she's tired of being victimized. So mm-hmm. I just kind of saw it as her taking her stance, even though yes, it's her daddy, but it's also her victimizer. So that's kind of how I lived that relationship. It's crazy to me how you're calling her a victim when she stole a car. Well, not in that <laughs> regard, but just think about having that be mm-hmm. your father and yeah. having that be that. She's a she's a grown woman. And for him to be present and to give you that look of intimidation to the point where you're willing to perjure mm-hmm. yourself, like, to me, that shows this is, I mean, even their discussion, her discussion with Mark, this is a lifetime of her being uh, victimized by her mm-hmm. dad. So I just saw it as that, yes, this is an isolated incident where mm-hmm. she chose to do something. And yes, she was wrong. But I just think about the backstory, you yeah. know, similar to what Mark talked about. I get mm-hmm. that. But also, it's like, okay, well, if her dad does this all the time, is she just out stealing cars because she knows that she's going to get away with it or that daddy's going to take up for her? I think it was impulsive. Okay. I mean, she said that she was upset and she had gotten a big fight with him. So mm-hmm. I, I and she was drunk, I think. She yeah, said, she, yeah, she mentioned uh-huh. that too. Mm-hmm. But I, I was also, I was kind of disappointed in Amy. She was the lawyer mm-hmm. because when Mark, sorry, not Mark. Yeah, um, Mark. Is it Mark? Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So when Mark asked to talk to her for, um, for uh, talk to Mark for 15 minutes, mm-hmm. and then she finally said yes. Mm-hmm. And they were, in, they were in the room, and he's asking questions, not really asking questions, indirect questions she was like you don't have to answer that but i'm surprised are you guys surprised that she didn't yes. that she didn't like try to help her client it was almost like we're seeing two it's, it's interesting to see two separate cases you see like you know emily and then you see mark and you mm-hmm. see how they're kind of handling mm-hmm. you know their cases and how they're like fighting for you know it's mm-hmm. it's interesting but i thought that that was so weird that she wasn't saying much hmm. yeah i agree i felt like you, you we got this this little slither of emotion from Amy and connection, and she she knows that it's wrong. So we see a little bit of her trying to right her wrongs. But then in this situation, we see a completely different side, and I was kind of confused. I was like, wait a minute. Well, why did you bring him in if you're going to treat him like this? What's the 15 minutes what, for? But, but she did that because he said... If you have something to do with it, you'll be barred and you'll go to jail. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. that's when she was like 15 minutes. So I'm wondering, you were behind this too. Mm-hmm. So Well, she works for like a shady law firm is what it sounds like. So she mm-hmm. has to be off for herself. So even if it means your client not getting a word in in a 15-minute meeting that you agreed mm-hmm. to have because you need to build this relationship, it's still like off herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess I just saw a look in her eyes that made me think that she understood where Mark was coming from. <laughs> Well, I could be incredibly him. naive, though. Well, it maybe it maybe it's the love, yeah. the love look. That's what like, I saw. Oh, I didn't know that about your dad, and I was like, well, why do you need to know? Oh, because she likes him. You okay, think maybe so? that's what I saw. She, it's like that's she's fair. playing hard to get. Like she likes him, but she does. I don't. Well, it's Lola weird. Said it on the. Uh, remember in the stairwell, and she was like, "Oh, she called," and then she like made like little jokes about whenever she calls, he like jumps up. Yeah, oh. she did say that. <laughs> so, what more do you think she should have done then, or what do you think she should have done differently? I don't think she should have had the girl's dad present. I think if she was really trying to do Mark a solid, I think that she should have, or at least been in a room without a glass wall. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't don't think she knew that the dad was going to come. 
I'm sure she's worked with him enough to know he's that type of guy that mm-hmm. wants to be present and wants to be controlling. Mm-hmm. So if you know your client, and you should, mm-hmm. then I think that she could have, she should have controlled it a little more. But she also really likes Mark, so she maybe just wanted to be with him. Who knows? I didn't get the vibe that she was trying to like do him a solid because I kind of feel like. You know, you were in the wrong in this, too. So I would think her own self-preservation would be to not do him a solid, to protect her own image and to protect herself. So that's interesting that you think that. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I saw something in her eyes, and I guess it was love that I saw. So <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he does have a girlfriend that they claim that he has, even though I, I think he's in love with Lola, but we'll talk about that. Did she steal his car in the last episode, like at the end of it, though? Yeah. Well, she took the car. Oh. Um, so it's like, do you, do you think it's going to be something with Amy that comes up later? Some sort of love thing or her mm. helping him later because she's in love with him? or I think I, something will resurface, but that they'll be probably working together. She'll help him out or something like that, but... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not really... I think there'll be a little bit of flirting. Because at first I was like, does she like him? Does she not? Because it seemed like she was kind of going back and forth. Mm -hmm. But then when she asked, you know, oh, I didn't know that about your dad. I kind of felt like they had a moment. But then it was more so like her having a moment. Mm -hmm. And so we'll see. Yeah, I see a frisky one night stand. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I hate you, like kind of saying, Uh "I'm only working with you because I have to be here." Like I see that tension building up. I changed my mind. I agree with her. (laughs) (laughs) I'm here for a frisky one night stand. Um, Okay, so we know later after Maya admitted that it was her dad that he got admitted to two years in a state prison. One, first question, are you surprised that he got that much time? And two, do you think that his attorney should have gotten some sort of time, too? I'm surprised he got that much time, honestly. Mm-hmm. I, I, kinda, I like what this show is doing where it's people like him who think that they have all this power and then they have money to just get them out of anything. Mm-hmm. I like that they're, you know, they're kind of taking taking somewhat responsibility and mm-hmm. getting punished. Mm-hmm. But that was a little harsh to me. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two years? Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was going to get more. Well, no, let me take that back. I think he should have gotten more. Mm. But I also was surprised that he got that because the way that that this this character, I, I can't think of her, this judge's name, but the way that she's been operating, I feel like she's one of those people that could possibly just let him go or let him slide because he made that he made that wonderful speech. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I thought she was going to go for it. I didn't think she was going to give him anything or she was just going to give him very little. But I think intimidating a witness is worth a lot more. I don't know what the law says. I'm not a lawyer. But I thought he should have gotten longer. I agree with you on that because when... Mark was like, oh, I want to give him 16 months. And then he was like, well, can I say something? I was like, oh, Lord, he about to give some little sappy speech. And they're going to take away all that time he's supposed to give him. So I was surprised that even in his award-winning speech, that she gave him a full two years. Which is actually more than what Mark suggested him get. So That's true. I guess she went playing. All right, let's talk about Emily and Luke. Because... He is just everywhere she is. <laughs> Do bailiffs just roll with public defenders like that? Because, looks like it. Because everywhere she is, he is when she's going to meet with her client, when they're in court, when they're not in court. Like, what do y'all think? Because I think it's kind of weird. I know they're trying to set it up because obviously they're going to end up together. But I'm like, well, does she have to be in every scene with her? What do you guys think? I think they're setting it up to make it seem like he's her savior. Mm-hmm. So... Mm-hmm. 
I agree. I would prefer to see a few scenes with her by herself when she's not in the courtroom. Because mm-hmm. even when she was sitting down that bench, I'm like, don't you want to go home? Like, I was like, why are you still? Like, yeah. I would rub my, rub my feet in my car. Like, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't be stopping on the bench. So, yeah. But I think he's supposed to be her savior. So mm-hmm. I agree with that. But, yeah, I'm, I think you're right. Especially with her boy, her ex-boyfriend being a little cray. I'm wondering why. Can we? I want to see what it's like. Outside the corner, I would Me actually like to see that for all of them. I'm mm-hmm. sure we'll eventually get that. Yeah. But and I know it takes place in courtrooms, so we're going to be seeing a lot of that. But it'd be nice to kind of see them, like their personal yeah, life a little bit. Yeah, I totally bit. agree with that. Yeah, because it was, it was a little weird that she said she was tired. She was sitting there. I'm thinking, girl, you just won this, this case. Things mm-hmm. are You had a great day. Mm-hmm. I'd be having a drink. Like, yeah, what's, uh-huh. what's up? Yeah. I mean, maybe I need to look up the role of a bailiff, but I thought he was supposed to, if, if anything, be rolling with the judge. Poor Lola just yeah. out wandering, ice rolling up on her, and he <laughs> running around after Emily. What is happening here? Yeah, I um, I thought that we would see more, either see more public defenders or see Emily with other judges, because mm-hmm. it's weird that he's always, it's always this trio, him, her, yeah. and Lola. Mm-hmm. So... But I, I love it. I love them yeah. as a couple. Me too. I, I love the fact that, in a weird way, this couple that we saw today mirrored their relationship, even down to the ethnicities, which I thought was pretty cool. Hmm. Um, just a gender swap. So, yeah, I love it. I'm here for it. I think it's, again, um, unrealistic, but I love it. Maybe so, because he's a law student, he's trying to soak up all the information Maybe. he can. Yeah. From, like, sure. Because he he's not trying to be a judge. <laughs> I mean, he's trying to be... A public defender. So. With Emily. Yeah, yes. it's all because of Emily. <laughs> like, do your job, Luke. But they are cute. Did y'all they think, are cute. Yeah, did y'all think they were going to kiss? I did. I really? Did I was here Me for too. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When, there was a moment I thought I did, and I was like, they can't do it in episode two. Like, yeah. it's so soon. Like, I feel like he, she has to play hard to get just a little bit longer. <laughs> but if they did, I would have been like, oh, okay, well. Yeah, I also I mean, don't think it would be at work. Like, mm-hmm. they oh, that's, yeah. Them. Well, I mean, look, we haven't seen them outside, so yeah, at this that's point. True. <laughs> I hope we see them outside soon. Definitely. And I hope we meet, like, we haven't met Lola's husband. Husband, yeah. yeah. And speaking of Lola, I wanted to bring that up because I know we said last show that <laughs> nothing with Lola and Mark is going to happen, but y'all, come on. <laughs> like, look at how they interact. We haven't met either of their significant others. They're all, if they're not together, they're on the phone. He texts her stairway now. Yeah, like that, like, come to our spot. So like, it's so weird to me. I don't he know. He watched a movie for an hour to mm-hmm. find that picture, because yes. I wouldn't watch a movie for an hour. Like, I mean, I know, I know it's possible for men and women to just be friends, but like, come on, guys. Yeah. yeah. They have a lot of history. They go back to college, yeah. so... Yeah, I have, I have good college and high school male friends, but they're not watching a movie for an hour to find a picture for me. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't have, like, stairwell meetups every day. That's our thing. And when we're yeah. not in the stairwell, we're on the phone, and he can just come into her office at any time. Especially if I'm a married route. woman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially, like, y'all, husband ain't even coming to your office like that. I don't know. Is any, oh, what are they saying in the live chat? No, I thought it was funny. Mo said that at the bench, I tweeted she put him in the friend zone talking about Emily. Yeah, a little bit. But she kind of, it was a little, it was subtle though because she looked at him, kind of smirked a little mm-hmm. bit, walked away. I was waiting for her to look back. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, that never she, came. She's doing the right thing. Now, you got to make him work a little bit. Yeah. So I get a little chase. Yeah. yeah. I, get, I, I agree with you though. She can't kiss him on the second episode, yeah. but I, I really thought it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. But I'm like looking like, 
anticipating waiting for it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it was like the right moment. Yeah, it definitely was. Yeah. But I do agree they probably shouldn't do it at work. Yeah. Especially because they have to do everything together apparently. So that mm-hmm. would be really awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well that wraps up our episode. Let's get into our news and gossip. Alright, guys. <laughs> <laughs> So, this week we have Marg Helgenberger. She is the supervisor judge. Mm-hmm. Um, so, she's been in TV for over 30 years. Mm-hmm. And she was actually on CSI, which was like a 12-year running show. Mm-hmm. And she had actually, like, quit basically, like, long, like, TV. Because she was like, well, you know, movies is where the money is. Um, and it seems like things are, like, moving to streaming. I'm not trying to do that. Mm-hmm. So, um, in an interview I read, she said that, after she was in the first episode for like three scenes and she said um, her manager suggested she meet with the producers and after a talk she said that and I quote this would be a good place to hang for a few years mm-hmm. so they have long term goals for mm-hmm. All Rise yes. yes I'm here for it <laughs> yes it's funny that it's it's either CSI or this so obviously she has like a niche and mm-hmm. I guess she was like if I'm gonna return to TV it's gonna be only things surrounded by law and all this stuff. So. Seriously. And it's, the show is different. It's yeah. different. It's girl power. Mm-hmm. I feel like we have something in common with them. I mean, look at us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Panel full of women, strong women, and yes. got the judges and I totally, public defenders. I totally agree with you. <laughs> all right. Let's get into our special segment, Weird Court Cases. Yes. All right. So this week in our weird court cases, uh, we're going to Pennsylvania. We're going to a high school. We got 13 and 14-year-olds, so they're the little, little high schoolers. Um, According to the Associated Press back in January 2018, three teens were charged with assault with a pineapple. So listen, hear me out. So they knew that their classmate had a citrus allergy, and so one of them decided to dip her hand into pineapple juice, go high-fiving people, and high-five the girl on purpose. Mm. Thankfully, the girl was, uh, thankfully she was fine. She did go into anaphylactic shock, but Mm. they were able to, uh, to save her at the hospital, so she's fine. But... According to an expert who actually commented on the case, she was explaining to a local news station, it's KDKA, that it's becoming more and more common for bullies to use food allergies against their victims. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was really, you know, I'm used to, everyone has seen a bully, but to, to see it go to that extreme where you could possibly kill the person that you're victimizing, it's just like... Who thinks of that? Hmm. Um, At the end of this, the 14-year-old who actually did the high-fiving, she was charged in juvenile court with felony, aggravated assault, criminal conspiracy, and other crimes. And then the two other people that were involved were charged with criminal conspiracy and also a few other charges. Mm -hmm. So long story short, assaults can be done in many different ways. And please do not abuse people's allergies because that's really neat. Yeah. yeah, that must be a serious allergies if all it took was a high five, five yeah. for I you mean, to go into shop. Some people can't even be in the room with, for example, peanut allergies. Mm-hmm. Some people have really bad ones, so sometimes they can't even be in the same room. Mm-hmm. But I just, like I said, it's mind-blowing to think, wow, bullying has gone to that degree where someone is willing mm-hmm. to go through all of that just to plan this, like CSI-level planning, mm-hmm. and then potentially kill the girl. So because they're juveniles, we don't know too much, and it just happened. We don't know too much. Um, but, yeah, guys. I mean, she could have, like, scratched her eye, mm-hmm. like, bit her, her fingernails. fingernails yeah. So 
although it was malicious, I feel like they may not have been planning to send her into shock. Mm-hmm. Well, and they knew it. that she had the allergy. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, like, if you... You know, the worst they were probably thinking was she might sneeze or she's going to go to the bathroom, wash her hands, might get on her notebook, but they probably weren't. Like, Swell up a little bit. Look. No, that's yeah. high, in high school, you know what shock... But like, I would, not, I would never think a simple high five could kill somebody, and I'm 25 years old. Not saying that's okay that I'm that ignorant about it, but I would just would be shocked that that could happen. So as a kid, I would think, well, maybe, you know, like you said, should swell up a little bit, be a little uncomfortable, but I would never think somebody would die from high five. Yeah, I, th- I think with all the stuff that's going on in the news with people just getting, like, people dying, people getting arrested for the most, like, the silliest things, I would be very, very careful. I, I wouldn't be a bully, but if I was, mm-hmm. I'd be careful about things that I'm doing because I would never want to potentially put someone at harm mm-hmm. like it's just yeah. so silly to me that people do all these things these jokes and stuff and think they're being funny and it's like yo this is real life yeah yeah so, so well thankfully the young lady is fine she survived mm-hmm. but yeah it's really it's really sad yeah i know it's serious but is it wrong that i kind of like wish this show would do do it so that i can see how <laughs> lola would like solve i think we're gonna get i think we're gonna two. get there yeah i think we're gonna get there <laughs> We have to see if we see somebody pulling out a pineapple. We know. Yeah, we need a star. There we go. There we go. All right, guys, let's get into some predictions. Hmm. What are we now, thinking? I, I mean, we've already established that Luke and Emily are going to be in a thing, so mm-hmm. I won't even go down that path. Um, I think that. I think that. I'm going to go wild. I think that there's going to be something between Lola's husband and Mark. Hmm. Because if I were a married man and I came back and just saw the level of intimacy that they have and the fact that they're having stairwell meetings, I I just feel like there's a reason we're not meeting her husband just yet. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm just going to throw that out there. There may be some beef in the future. Interesting. Mm. I, too, am going to go on a tangent mm-hmm. and say that Sherry's going to be in a room of people disrespecting Lola, and she's going to have to call him out on it. Mm-hmm. And it's going to kind of make things a little awkward. Mm-hmm. Okay. Dang, y'all set me up for that. Look, y'all both said some <laughs> good predictions. <laughs> the only thing I thought about, honestly, was with us mentioning with Emily, and we just want her to, we want her to get a little bit stronger. Mm-hmm. I feel like that we're going to get that on the next few episodes. I'm okay. hoping that we do. So mm-hmm. I was more so speaking into existence. Yeah. But that's all I got. <laughs> I think, I love how all of our predictions are basically about Emily and Luke, because obviously we stand them. Um, but I think there's going to be a situation where Emily's ex is going to like come to her house or oh, come yes. to her at work Ooh, or good. do something yes. to be around her and Luke's going to be there. Because he's always around. She's <laughs> always in place to, you know, save her and take up for her to her ex-husband. And I think um, we're just going to see some more good cases. I am wondering if the whole season is just going to be every episode they win their case or the case goes the way they want. I don't think so. I'm, I'm interested to see. Yeah, I'm interested <laughs> to see a case yeah. where maybe it doesn't turn out the way they thought or we think it's going to go a certain way and it doesn't and how that's going to, you know, affect Lola and her reputation and you know, this whole group of people. Or maybe yeah. an appeal. I, I yeah, think I think that, come back. I think that'll come. I feel like right now while she's 
trying so hard to just fight for justice mm-hmm. and do the right thing, which I think is great. And it's really showing us like who she is as a judge and as a person. But I feel like that she's going to be challenged. And mm-hmm. I'm interested to see how that's going to happen. But I know it's coming. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's yeah. for sure coming. <laughs> well, this has been so fun. I love talking about this show with you ladies. Um, but we got to get out of here. So let us let the world know where they can find y'all. Hey guys, I'm Princess Carol. You can find me on Instagram at PrincessCTV, and I'll also be on the after show for Almost Family. We're on Wednesday nights. See you guys later. Hey guys, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at ZuriShalice. Hey guys, you can find me on The Mad Singer Wednesdays at 7, and on Evil on Thursdays at 9, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Shantiera. And I'm Alexis Brown. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at I am Lexi Fierce. That is I A M L E X I F I E R C E. And if you're just in an after buzz mood today, you want to keep watching some shows, stay and watch me on the Deuce After Show at 10 o'clock p.m. And until we meet again, let's bye. Our founder Kevin Undergaro and me, Maria Menounos, would like to thank you for tuning in to After Buzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. (laughs) The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.